Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Captain Greater Olean reporter Keely Fresh, and today we're with Steph Tisdale, the athletic trainer for the St. Bonaventure men's basketball team. Since basketball season is officially over, we're taking a step back to talk about the behind the scenes of what keeps the guys healthy and out on the floor. So, hi, Steph. Hey, Keely. So, just tell me, what are your responsibilities with the men's basketball team? Uh, so, my responsibilities with the men's basketball team are basically their whole health care, um, you know, whether they get hurt on the floor or they get sick and they can't make it to class. Um, basically, their whole wellness and health is kind of what I oversee. That's obviously very important. Um, when did you get started at St. Bonaventure? Uh, I got here in July of 2016, so I've been here almost two years now. Okay. So, on average, I know it changes from in-season to off-season, but how many abs? How many hours do you typically work in a week? Um, I mean, as you said, it depends on the season, but I would say in season it's probably, you know, anywhere from 60 hours plus a week. Um, and then in the off season it's probably 30 to 40 hours per week, mm-hmm. just depending on whether it's the spring or summer or if it's fall or it's in season during the winter. And obviously those aren't just regular nine-to-five type of hours. You're in – all sorts of times of the day, sometimes getting in before 6 a.m. and leaving after 10, depending mm-hmm. on game days. And so it's a lot of work that goes into it. A lot of times people don't realize that they always see the athletes and they don't necessarily see the people that get them out on the floor. Um, so what are one of the most common injuries that you treat specifically for men's basketball players? I would say one of the most common injuries that uh, we see and treat as a basketball athletic trainer specifically would be, um, you know, typically an ankle sprain or, you know, some sort of sprain, I would say, to the knee. Um, usually it's a lower extremity injury just because of the, the running and the jumping and the cutting. Um, it's just more uh, – they're just more prone to those lower extremity injuries as opposed to, uh, you know, upper extremity repetitive injury that you would see in, like, a baseball or volleyball player. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, injuries, like little tweaks and things, happen a lot. Uh, it's a long season. How do you determine if an athlete can play through an injury or if you should hold them from participating? Uh, Well, it's all dependent on what they can do functionally on the court. Um, You know, if they can run around and, you know, they're moving pretty well and they're not having too much pain and, you know, they're not going to do themselves more harm, um, then usually I let them play through things. Uh, You know, obviously broken bones are one thing that someone can't play through, but, you know, it kind of depends if they're not, if they're able to run, run around and be pretty functional and compete at a, a decently high level, then I usually let them go. Um, it's when they, you know, they can't run or you know, they're walking with a limp, things of that nature, where I don't want them to do more harm to themselves. That's when I usually have to hold them out. So let's say we're out of practice. One of the guys goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the steps that you follow after one of your athletes has been injured? Uh, well, initially, you know, I eval them and kind of, figure out what's going on as far as their injury. Um, you know, and then I determine, A, can they go back into practice or they can't, and then, you know, I either ice them down or get on the phone with Doc or text him and kind of schedule, you know, him to see him for his evaluation, x-rays, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and kind of go from there. Would that change if it was in a game rather than a practice? Uh, no, the game's kind of a 
similar setup. You know, you determine whether or not they can return um, to the game safely. Um, if they can't, then you hold them out. If they can, then you let them go, just like in practice. Um, but typically that process is sped up a little bit more because we always have uh, either a physician's assistant or one of our orthopedic surgeons on um, on site um, at the game so they would, you know, evaluate them and kind of give me their quick diagnosis, uh, you know, during halftime or when they're evaluated during the game. Okay. So how often would you say players are in the training room? Daily. Um, sometimes it's once a day, sometimes it's multiple times a day. It just kind of depends what's going on. Uh, some guys just come in just once a day, you know, to foam roll and stretch, eat up, get ready for practice. Other guys are doing multiple sessions of rehab per day. Um, so it just kind of depends what's going on with each guy, what injuries they have or what they need to do to get ready to be ready for practice or games. Okay. So in the training room, what do you think is one of the most utilized most utilized pieces of equipment? Uh, you know, I would say probably our foam rollers and, like, uh, stretching bands probably utilize the most mm-hmm. by the majority of everyone. Um, but as far as modalities, they, uh, the game ready probably gets used the most. Um, the game ready and the recovery boost are the modalities that we have. Could you explain to me a little bit what the game ready is and how it helps an athlete? So basically what the game ready is, it's a machine where you put ice and water in the machine and then that ice and water goes through a tube into an attachment and there's multiple attachments for different joints of the body. So like shoulder, ankle, knee, and the ice and the cold water go through the hose into the attachment. And then they basically perform rice, which is rest, ice, compression, and elevation. Um, so it's constantly do, giving that compression and uh, keeping the temperature regulated. You know, it's not like an ice bag that you strap on that eventually it melts and it doesn't stay as cold as it was as when you initially put it on. So we obviously have made a lot of advancements with technology, um, mm-hmm. especially with dealing with injuries. But what do you do when you're on the road for away games when an athlete needs treatment and you don't have access to all of the technology that we have in our training room here? Uh, so when you go on the road, you kind of have to get creative. Um, there are some things that I do bring on the road with me. Um, certain trips I will bring the game ready. Um, but typically I bring the recovery boots, uh, you know, a small TENS unit for electrical stimulation. Um, but outside of that, you kind of have to get creative um, you know, utilize what you have in the hotel. You know, if you want to do a, a cold tub, you fill up the bathtub with ice and water. Um, so then you've kind of got like a, a makeshift whirlpool, if you will. Um, typically, I do the treatments uh, either in my hotel room or the student athlete's hotel room. It just kind of depends on what's going on, um, what treatment is necessary for that individual. Um, Right. And like I I'm on the women's basketball team and I know that a lot of times our trainer is the one that has the most luggage to go with them. So definitely there's always a lot of creativity that goes into it, but also uh the definitely the person that brings the most equipment to try to keep us out on the floor. Um, so after game day, what are some of the recovery procedures that you have your athletes follow? Uh so typically the day after the game, uh, you know, depending on who played, how many minutes, or what's going on with injuries, stuff like that. I typically like to get the guys in at least to, you know, foam roll and stretch, 
uh, maybe do some contrast baths, some warm whirlpools and cold whirlpools, things of that nature, just to get their legs feeling better, um, just because it is a grind with so many games and so many practices, uh, just trying to keep them as fresh as possible, on top of all the rehab that we may or may not be doing with other individuals. Mm-hmm. So, like we said, basketball season is officially over, but how has the atmosphere in the training room changed since the end of the season? Um, you know, I would say it's kind of uh, died down a little bit uh, just because, you know, the tournament's over now, basketball season's over, and uh, we don't have a whole lot of rehab going on right now. But, you know, guys are trying to catch up on schoolwork that they've, you know, they've missed. So they're not in as much as they need, as much as they were during the season, but they're also not as sore or, mm-hmm. you know. So obviously basketball picks up again pretty quickly with the guys coming back in the summer, postseason, preseason starting right back up. So how do you prepare the athletes for next season? Uh, so basically I get together with uh, Darren Fisk, our head strength and conditioning coach that works for the basketball team, and we kind of spearhead an idea. You know, he has his off-season workouts, and I kind of keep in communication with him with you know, daily and uh, weekly reports as far as how guys are doing you know, what we think would be the best for them. Typically, we don't like to hit them hard with a lot of uh, off-season conditioning since they just got done with a long and grueling season. Uh, So typically, we start off with, you know, lighter aerobic activities and, you know, hitting the weights pretty hard in the weight room. Okay. And then finally, just kind of to wrap up, like, is there anything that you would like the community to know about the sports medicine side of Bonus Basketball? Uh want them to know that, you know, uh, you know, we work hard and we put in a lot of hours. And it's not always seen, um, but it's something that's very important. And, you know, we do the best with the space and the equipment that we have. But, you know, if you're willing to donate or help improve the sports medicine, sports medicine department, um, you know, it's always more than welcome. And uh, support is always appreciated as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Seth, for your time. I know you're a busy man, even in the off-season, so I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.